So there's that mix between being in a lecture, big group of people, and then a bit of practical work as well. This is probably the question I have been wanting to ask in this whole series. Okay. <laughs> you know what's coming to him. I can't wait to ask you this. Tell me about the Rubber Duck Appreciation Society. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Queen's University Belfast Life at the Lanyon podcast. For those that don't know, the Lanyon building sits at the heart of our campus here at Queen's, and it's one of the most beautiful, well-known buildings around Belfast. This podcast is going to give you the opportunity to get a real insight into what it's like being a Queen's student, and it's also going to give you the opportunity to make those informed decisions about whether you want to study with us or not. Now, my name is Raymond Miller, and I'm the Undergraduate Recruitment Officer here at Queen's. And today we're going to be talking a wee bit about the student experience and why it can be the best student experience for you. So we're joined by two lovely guests. Uh, we have Erin and we have Tim. How are you guys keeping? You doing all right? Yeah, good. Yeah. Excellent. What have you been up to this morning? Not much. Woke up. Straight here? Yeah, <laughs> yeah straight here. Woke up, roll out of bed. <laughs> brush my teeth. That's yeah, good. Always That's always, a good always, start, yeah. always a good way to start the day. <laughs> um, if you guys want to give your, uh, a wee brief introduction to the viewers, just who you are, where you're from, what you're currently studying at Queen's. Yeah, I'll go first. So I'm Erin. Um, I study law here at Queen's and I'm from the northeast of England. So about an hour out of Newcastle, a little tiny town called Redcar. That's where I'm from. Yeah, so I'm Tim. I can... I computer science. I study computer science. Um, I'm from up north in Limavady. Um, I was originally from Hong Kong, so like we've got both ends of the spectrum here. But Limavady and Hong Kong, pretty similar. That's a <laughs> pretty similar places. Yeah, yeah. similar places. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so the purpose of this today is to kind of give that student experience, and there's lots of aspects to that. But the the first thing I want to talk specifically about is just the course that you guys study, um, and how you find the course, what it's like. So. I suppose, Tim, do you want to kind of tell us a wee bit about your course and maybe like the hours of study? How many hours are you in lectures? How does it work for you? So during my first year, we had, I think, like 15 total uh, what they call teaching hours. Um, so we have three modules every semester. and There's two semesters. So in the first semester, every module has three lecture hours and two practical hours. Lectures are what you'd expect. You sit in the lecture hall and then they teach you about all the theory and you have two hours every week for that module to just practice all that theory. So there's that mix between being in a lecture, big group of people, and then a bit of practical work yeah. as well. That's nice. What about yourself, Erin? Is yeah, it similar? Yeah, exactly the same, really. Um, less hours, so about nine hours I was in. Um, I would get two hours worth of lectures plus an hour of what we call tutorials. So like seminars, essentially, um, small groups, 15, yeah, so about 15 groups, people, yeah. yeah. Um, and we're the same, three modules every semester. So in total, we do about nine hours worth of contact time. Excellent. And what are you doing outside of those nine hours? Oh, studying. <laughs> Study, yeah. I mean, yeah, you need about having... A good time you know you're in your early like your late teens early 20s you are here to have a good time as well but I think one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was a fella um a lecturer she called Kira Hackett um in the law school and she said treat this like a full-time job and it is like a full-time job you know I do probably put on top of my nine hours I'll make about 25 to 30 hours worth of study time in total during a week just because I mean you can probably appreciate it with law but there's a lot of reading there's a lot of extra stuff you need to know for um coursework exams that sort of thing so yeah i do spend a lot of time but i know and it's important to consider that you know people will say there's nine hours of like yeah study but outside of that you got to treat it that's like it people will see like a wednesday and a thursday free and just be like oh my god we can go here oh, and I do this. Sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah i can sleep it's like nope still need to be up go to the library like. i know and it's important to, <laughs> it's important to find that balance too. yeah maybe days it gives you that a bit of flexibility that's you can it. kind of do stuff that you need to do but mm -hmm. equally you got to find the hours to do the work mm -hmm. 
Um, perfect. Uh, I was thinking a wee bit about placements as well, because for some courses, there's a placement attached to it. Mm-hmm. Other courses, there isn't. So I think you guys have both ends of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. So there's a placement yeah. with your course time, isn't that right? Yeah, so there's a placement of my course like just built in. So every third year, after you've done two years of study, um, the careers department really helps you to find that placement during your second year. So at the yeah, start so of your you, second year. You're not having to like go find that yourself. Yeah, there's placement officers exactly. there helping so you. No, that's good. You could just go into a portal that they gave you and there's a full list of them. You can read through all of them, see which one you like, or you can apply to all of them, see which one you get back yeah. to, which is what I did. Um, but I'm on a placement right now, just working as a software engineer. And that's what most people do, but that's not the only thing that's on offer. There's a lot of other opportunities like data analysts, like cybersecurity and stuff like that as well. Yeah, so again, I suppose that's, something to think about as well whenever you start a course there's different modules mm-hmm. you do each year and yep. you can kind of direct the course as you go through it each year yeah. mm-hmm. filter your needs so you mm-hmm. don't all have to do the same thing there's lots of different options for you now that that's really good to to know and to to consider that um Aaron, placement opportunities not directly with your course yeah right? so i personally haven't done a placement yeah. um but i have friends that have so one of my best mates at the moment took a year out um and he's working for the civil service yeah um which is a paid internship essentially so and he's doing law as well yeah he yeah. does law um but then if you sort of do law with a language as a joint honors degree obviously you do a year abroad as it is yeah. um but if you don't you just do straight law or law with politics you can take your third year out go study abroad a couple of my friends did that as well um they just did the six month erasmus program and then came home and finished their degrees okay. um but you can take a full year and then just come yeah. back and add an additional fourth year as your final year yeah and I suppose for people watching this or listening to this who are considering a course, it's definitely something to look at. Is there placement opportunities mm-hmm. with the course? If not, what are the opportunities you can do? And in essence, anyone can take some time out of their studies yeah. to, to do a work abroad program or a study abroad program. All the kind of options are there for you. So that's great. Um, the other thing I was thinking, where are you doing all this studying? So we talked about the library. Yeah. You said about like lectures. Where's that happening? Like, is everything in this beautiful landing building? No. Or is it <laughs> yeah, really spread. Um, I suppose everyone has their, like, you'll have your yeah. favourite spots to study. I've got my favourite spots to study. Um, I sort of, the library for me is quite, is where I go. Like, that, mm-hmm. it's on my doorstep. So I, I live about five minutes away from the library. So it's it's probably the most convenient for me. But when I lived in first year, I was in Elms. Um, the first year accommodation up on Malone Road and they have a dedicated study space in there so I'd go there quite often my bedroom's a great one um, I like studying from there but then just like cafes the Ulster yeah, Museum cafe is really nice Do you know that's interesting like some people love the quiet space uh-huh. in their bedroom to do work uh-huh. see sometimes I just I go to the library sometimes because I like not that the library's that busy, but I like a bit of a buzz or a change yeah. of scenery. Yeah. It's just or, nice to be like surrounded by other people doing the same thing as exactly. you. Because when you sort of sat in your bedroom, it's like a slog. But then when you see other people not on their phones, yeah. like actually focusing, it's like, right, I actually you probably should do some work. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. What about you? I suppose there's loads of yeah, facilities that you guys use through it, computer science. It depends what year. In first year, I really studied in my room quite a lot. Yeah. Um, my first year was during the COVID year, yeah, so... Same. I was just in my room a lot less in campus, but then my second year changed quite a bit. I was in campus quite a lot more. So I used the computer science building. That's the main building that we would use. Um, McClay too. But sometimes there's no seats and I have to go up to the third floor. And by the time I get up, I'm, yeah. I'm just so tired. Yeah, I'm especially out of breath. like now, like <laughs> if exam it's warm season. as well. Yeah. yeah if oh. it's warm and I'm wearing a coat, Guys, you got to think of the die. positive. You're getting a workout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're getting to do some stuff. The heart rate's going up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the lifts are lifesavers <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Well, I suppose what's interesting about that is there is three floors. There's loads of yeah. cells oh, in the library. There's so much space. Yeah, yeah, there is so much space. You, 
you might not get a space on the bottom floor because uh-huh. there's yeah. different That's rooms. And there's different rooms, isn't there? Like rooms yeah, where you so can there's like study like rooms work? that you can book out as well. Yeah, you can book rooms for like group project or like even solo ones as yeah, well. Yeah, so it is good to have the variety. And saying that though, there's so many different places across campus that you don't even know are there. Like no. we have a, the Seamus Haney Centre for HSS students, which I only sort of knew about in second year, which yeah. has been fantastic because nobody knows about it. And that's and like then, another wee facility. Yeah, where you can go yeah, exactly. Study. And it's just sort of finding the little spaces here and there um, just to use them to like the full benefit of them. Like, the new estuary is pretty good as well, yeah. actually. Oh, the student, yeah, the yeah. student union. It's just so for those that are tuning in, it was built about sort of six been, months yeah, ago. Yeah, so it's September, really yeah. new. What, what's your like favorite thing about it, Tim? What do you love doing in there? Oh, I, I run a lot of societies and club events in there, so like that's quite nice. Um, apart from that, just any of the normal working spaces. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just sit there and there's. I like having a chatter in the background. It, yeah, it stops me getting distracted because in a sense I'm already distracted by the yeah. sound, yeah. so I don't pull out my phone and stuff. I mean, isn't really it? If I think of other kind of facilities where you can't necessarily study, but there's the PEC, which is the physical education center. So that's another place across campus where there's a cafe in there. So in essence, you could, you could, study. You could do a workout and <laughs> yeah. do some studying in there. Um, loads of facilities, a pool, a gym, uh, basketball nets, mm. 3D, 3D pitches. There's loads of cool stuff going in there. There's a QFT. A cinema, I love yeah. the QFT. Yeah, love the QFT. Would you study in Is that used <laughs> kind of... So for those that don't know, the TFT <laughs> is Queen's Film Theatre and it's literally a cinema that we have on campus. Mm-hmm. And is that used for studying or as a cinema? In my year, when I first came in, the DB scholarship, we some of us got the other, like there was two options and one of them gave us an amount of money towards the QFT. Okay. So quite often we'll go in and just buy snacks and sit in there yeah, yeah. and like eat and study a little bit. But I would mainly use it for the cinema facilities because yeah, um, you get a lot of the film students they, they yeah. get taught in there. So if you want in to do film, that sort of yeah. thing, like they so do get taught in there. So if you're doing film studies, you get to study in there. Yeah. You're doing your lectures, uh-huh. your big group um, teaching. And then if you aren't a student that's doing film studies, you yeah. can go and watch a movie. Yeah, and it's so cheap. It's like £4.50. Yeah. It's great. It like really when you're looking at like the Odeon in town and it's like nearly £12. Yeah. It's like absolutely <laughs> not. Thank you. Can't like, afford that. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant, guys. Thank you. So that's a really good insight into studying the course, what the course is like. It's going to vary from course to course. So if you're out there and you're thinking about computer science or you're thinking about law or something else at Queen's, go on and work on out what the course is all about, the structure, the hours of study, how it's assessed. All that stuff is really, really important. Okay. On this podcast, guys, we do this feature called Mythbusters. So we're going to do our Mythbusters here, where from being around campus and being in and out of schools, which is part of my job, I kind of hear people talking about these things and we're going to dispel these myths. So... The transition from school to uni is really hard. Thoughts? Um, I would say it's not really hard. It's difficult. It's different. That's the main thing. Yeah. I mean, we had quite a different experience because we were like the COVID generation. Mm, sure, so yeah. we didn't do A-levels or anything like that. So we sort of left school at the age of 17, roughly, and then were chucked into university yeah. life and just like left and just waved at by our parents on the doorstep <laughs> kind yeah. of thing. We just didn't hear Yeah. So you skip your A-2s. Yeah, yeah, same, yeah. So it's... It, it is different. It's So would you say the trans the hard part was, you know, because you guys didn't do exams and you weren't kind of socialising them on, so it was maybe hard for you guys specifically in first year? Possibly, because of that. yeah, because of that. But at the same time, like, it is a big jump. Like, you're going from studying three subjects yeah. or four, how ma- however mm. many you do at, you know, at that stage, like pre-18, um, and then you go into just study one full-time, pretty hardcore. Mm. Like, you aren't given any leeway into it you chucked straight in at the yeah. deep end and it can be quite daunting I think and mm. it is it is it 
it makes you sort of, you know, nervous about the whole yeah. thing. But there's plenty of support. Like there's so much support through all the services. Plus the lecturers are amazing. Like you're not yeah. going to just be left crying. I know that that's really important too. Like Tim, would you say there was a, a, you probably felt the same, but was there a transition as you went through the modules and the years that it kind of, it, it, you were kind of worked into how you study mm. a certain way and the things that you're taught, you were kind of gradually eased into it. I think my life was a bit easier um, because I think my course anyway, um, the aim for even if you haven't had any background in computer science, you could come do this course if you yeah. have an interest mm -hmm. in it. So our course from the first year up is really like just building you from the ground up from the very basics. So for me, who's done a computer science, um, well, it's called software systems development in A-level. Mm -hmm. Coming to first year, it wasn't too big of a challenge. Um, the but people that didn't yeah, study that were still able to We're still progress. able to go up, mm -hmm. yeah, no, that's exactly. important. And the biggest challenge would probably be um, what you said the change yeah so like the, even the teaching style instead of like totally. one to like one teacher to like 25 students yeah, in a class one to 300, yeah it's like, like one to 300 <laughs> yes yeah, so you can still talk to your lecturers but it might feel daunting at first mm -hmm. to walk up and just talk to your lecturers and um, my advice would be you'd ask them in the practicals there are sometimes less people and most of the time in practicals the lecturer walks around checks if you're okay I'm like, oh, do you know how to do this? Um, are you getting on okay with this um, piece of work? And you can always just be like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Or in this lecture, I didn't get this. They'll always be there to help you. Yeah, yeah so it's all about, I suppose that transition school to uni, there's a lot more independence. Yes. There's a lot more yeah. in you guys to mm -hmm. to work out how to do things. And that that helps you become a more, you know. It's like you, you become well-rounded. Yeah. Like I think exactly. coming to uni, you're becoming independent anyway. Like mm -hmm. we've, you move away from home for the first time. You have to cook, clean everything for yourself. So it is, it's scary, but you sort of have to go outside your comfort zone. If you're not willing to do that, sort of maybe you need it for you. But mm. it is one of those things that you just sort of grab and just go with it. Like it is great. And yeah. like, I loved first year. Like I absolutely loved it. Lots of people are always like, oh, would you do it again? Because of COVID. I'm like, absolutely not. Like I had the <laughs> best time. Like, yeah. yeah, brilliant. No, love to hear that. Okay, that's that myth done with two more. It's hard to make friends. What do you reckon? I would say no, um, but it would obviously depend on the person. Even during COVID, um, I made a lot of friends. Even um, we did this thing. So we had a Zoom call, like meeting every Saturday before like uni of just random. I don't know how we yeah, actually. Who are these people? Yeah. So like, these are people that are just like going Signed to up. Queens. Yeah. Right, okay. And I don't know how this started. Like I just remember going on. Was it like a on. Facebook group or an Instagram group or something? Maybe it was group. a Facebook yeah. group. And we we do that whenever students are coming to the yeah. uni. We would put students together in similar, yeah. like in groups, so yeah. they can kind of meet each other before they come. And then, <laughs> yeah, so maybe that's so it might what, have been that. Yeah. yeah, and then we just started playing games like every Saturday, or like just chatted, just random stuff like that. And even during COVID, like you see people in lectures that you know and they know people mm -hmm. and then if you make an effort to just try get to know people then mm -hmm. they'll be receptive okay, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah very similar it is that whole thing about stepping out of your comfort zone again yeah. like mm. I'm quite loud very extroverted I'll speak to anyone about anything so um, it wasn't too hard for me um, but it is my like literally the only piece of advice I have on it is when you're moving into halls bring a box of sweets with you. Just put yeah. them in the kitchen, leave a little note being like, hi, I'm Erin, I'm in room seven, like knock on my door if you want to chat, that sort of thing. And it just sort of makes you friendly from the offset and just enters you into the flat. Another student gave a really good bit of advice, not on this series, but mm -hmm. I was chatting to them one time and they said whenever they first moved into uni, 
they prop their door open. Yeah, door stop. Because whenever everyone's moving in, yeah. you know, they can just pop and go, hi, yeah, I'm here, yeah. you know. It's, it's like an actual the, house. It's like yeah. one of the things that like, you're told not to bring. It's like, don't bring a like a door stop. It's a fire hazard. This isn't it. And it's like, no, bring one because you just, need just your door open. Day, yeah, just that first day. Yeah. Just for the first day. <laughs> just for moving in, meet then people. Then you throw it out. Like, but yeah, that sort of thing. It's just putting yourself out there. Even sort of the first night that you're living in halls, just suggesting like, oh, should we get a, a takeaway? Should yeah. get a pizza? And like, just sitting around, chatting with everyone. And then sort of by the second and third week, you figured everyone out you know what everyone's like and then you're starting to make friends on your course as well so mm. it is really receptive like i moved across to a different country you know so yeah. it is i've made some friends for life over here amazing the hardest part is just the first step really mm -hmm. like put yourself out there get to know the person for like a few hours and then yeah you know, just, just jump in naturally grand the last myth buster we're going to do here university is all work and no play I say it's a good balance. Mm. I wouldn't say it's all work and no play. Like I obviously I said earlier about sort of treating it like a full time job. Yeah. But even then you have downtime and it's so important to spend that downtime doing the things you enjoy, whether that's sort of clubs and societies, just going for a run, going out to the pub with your friends, like going up to the like the students union bar, um, the film theatre, there's so much going on around campus, like you don't have to drag yourself to town, mm. that kind of thing. So it is it's hard like university is difficult like it's the next step of your education but in order to make your life a bit easier it's so important to have like a good mental attitude to take mm -hmm. in time off like I took a week off about a week ago it's the first time I've ever done it properly and it was the best thing I've ever done yeah, like it was so good everybody needs that wee prayer of reflection <laughs> yeah, and yeah yeah it's the same probably if people are watching this and they're at school mm -hmm. they probably need a wee bit of reflective yeah. time you know because exams work all that stuff piles up. So you do need to take your time to just kind of reflect. What about yourself? All work and no play? What do you think, Tim? I would agree that it, it's good balance. Maybe I'm more towards the play side and um, <laughs> less towards the studying side, but um, it is a good balance. I feel like you can't really just study all day sometimes. Yeah. Like it, it's nice to study, say, every day for a little bit, but you'd need that rest between, like my school really pushes it, that you can't really just study all the time. Yeah. There's lots of events on. And even if it's not like, a fun event like say society and stuff your school has some random events say mm -hmm. like a talk or whatever like that's even a nice break you can go grab free lunch that's yeah. my best part yeah the free pizzas yeah they're really good like the student union put loads of stuff on during yeah. the day like they were doing like free hot meals the other day and mm -hmm. um, there was stuff outside the library it's just i missed that one oh, yeah. they're doing loads it's actually dinner, yeah. yeah they're doing like free dinner free breakfast and stuff at the moment too, yeah. so no it is important it is important to mm -hmm. find a good it's it's healthy. Like you can't just work all of the time. You'd be run down. You'd just burn out immediately. So we've established there's a it's a balance. Uh -huh. There's work and there's play. Um, in terms of that kind of socialising, mm -hmm. things to do in your spare time. One big thing that Queens offer is obviously a range of clubs and societies. Yeah, mm. I know you guys have joined a few clubs and societies. This is probably the question I have been wanting to ask in this whole series. <laughs> okay. You know what's coming, Tim? I can't wait to ask you this. Tell me about. The Rubber Duck Appreciation Society. Right, you so heard that right, folks. <laughs> Tim is the president of the I am the founding president. The yes, founding yes. president of the Rubber Duck Appreciation Society. Tell me more about it. So, from the name, we love rubber ducks. Um, we appreciate rubber <laughs> ducks. He doesn't. He doesn't. So, the origin, I'll keep it short, is just a little jerk we started in A-level. And it was never enacted until three years after. So now in my third year. Um, so, we pitched it to the SU and we were like, the whole premise of it is to increase student engagement. Um, a lot about what we just talked about, the all work, no play type of thing. Um, we want people to start engaging with just random fun stuff, even yeah. if it's not like, say, 
people might go to the archery society or archery club because they've done archery before. But then someone's like, I, I don't want to just join a society and don't know what, what it's all about. And I've just joined now. What do I do? Yeah. Type thing. So Robert Dog Pigeon Society hosts these duck raids. So we'll bring duck Robert Ducks. Yes. Yeah. Right, so okay. we'll bring Robert Ducks to society events. So we host like tester sessions. So we're going to work with the, I brought up archery because we're doing archery okay. soon. Um, so we'll go and say, do you want to host a tester session for us for just one week? And then our clubs will now just subsidize that for you. So it's free to go, free to try. And just getting people to try new things. And what is a duck raid? Like, what do you do at a duck raid? So it is just mainly whatever the other society does. But we bring rubber ducks to it and add that theme. Um, into their society. Yeah, into their right, society. Okay. I love it. Other thing we do is duck hunts. It's similar to getting people to like try new things. It's getting people to explore new spaces in campus. So I'll just hide a duck somewhere, say in this building, take a photo and be like, go find it. You'll get a five point Amazon it. gift card. Right. I love there it. Okay, so that makes sense. So you're calling yes. these duck raids and it's in essence, mm -hmm. you're incorporating rubber ducks into an activity that already exists mm -hmm. for a bit of crack. Mm -hmm. That's, I that's us. <laughs> I want to join. Yeah, I kind of want to join. I'm sad that it's I'm free like, to hey, join. I've only got a couple of months yeah. <laughs> I love that. And I love that you thought outside you know, you did that in school. It was a bit of fun mm -hmm. with your friends. Yeah. And you kind of thought outside the, the box yeah. and went to the SG and said, can we do this? Um, I love that. Any club societies that you're part of, Erin? Um, yeah, on and off, really. So I'm a member of the Law Society. More the academic ones I do. Yeah. Um, I suppose just to explain to people, there are societies that kind of do fun things like that. There are sports, sports clubs. Yeah. You know, you're... Hockey, like rowing, dance, rugby, dance, volleyball, engineering, yeah. and then there are academic yeah. societies as well, which relate to the course. Yeah, so mm. you're part of the law. Yeah, the law society. society. I do. Um, I'm a member of the feminist and equality society as well. Project Choice. Mm. So just quite thing, quite a lot of things that I'm passionate about myself, which yeah. is nice. Um, that we have the academic societies here to be able to express your views, um, what you believe is right, what should be implemented, sort of, especially from a legal perspective, um, because the laws over here are very different to they are in England. Yeah. Um, but I was also um a mentor for homework clubs, which is run by the students union. So I did that through my second year. And were um, you mentoring Obviously, primary school kids yeah, or so I Yeah, I was mentoring between six and sixteen year olds. Um, so anything from sort of basic like tiny children maths to yeah. all the way up to GCSE. Yeah, it was yeah. a huge range. Um, but I found that really, really rewarding. Um, mm. Sort of, it was an hour out of my week and I got a degree plus at the end of that. Yeah, so. so, and again, just to explain a bit, degree plus, it's, it's actually now called the Future Ready yes. Award. And that's uh, an accreditation that we give our students who do work-related activities like Aaron's talking about. So there's lo loads of activities so many that fall do. under Future Ready. And if you meet all the hours for doing that, you get this accreditation mm -hmm. to say, Done yeah, just got required. stuck on like the end of your degree and yeah, just like, like yeah, it's just an extra bit. Yeah, so that's important to do that. So in your spare time, you can do those things mm -hmm. as part of the the clubs and societies. Any others to mention? I think you're a part of another one. I, I have a few. Um, so I'll list them here, and you can ask me about which <laughs> one you want. So I'm part of the Queen's Computing Society, so that's more of an academic society. Um, also part of Queen's PAMSOC, which is. Physics and Math Society. Oh, okay. Yes. But, Physics and Math. Um, don't ask me why I made it. My, my <laughs> housemate's the president. I'm just here to help out. I'm not okay. too involved, but like the grunt work, I'll, I'll come. Yeah. And and that's stuff. the good thing yes. about societies as well, though, is like you can just you can go off any, for like, the crack. Can, like if you're flatmates, just doing society. it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and Queen's Esports Society, I'm part of. And there's a new one called Game Dev Society. Okay. So I have a couple of questions. One, 
I'm sort of showing my age here. Everyone in the room <laughs> probably knows what esports are. Tell me about esports. Is it just like gaming or is that not? Yeah, what it is? so like you would watch football, but instead of watching football, you'd watch like some like teams play games against you. each other. So that's basically it. It's competitive gaming for certain titles. I hear you. And actually, I get it. Mm-hmm. I had a friend kind of diverting here. I had a friend who was unbelievable. You know the game Gears of War? Yes. He was he was like number two in the world at one stage in Gears of War. There's no a whole way. Rank, like he was unbelievable at it. And I was like, how are you so good at this? And he was like, come on, watch me one day. And I was watching him play. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're a talented man. I don't know what you, I don't know what you do with this. Like, but he was well so done. good at this game. So that would be me watching yeah. him play that's yeah, exactly so like um i have another question sorry go ahead and it's sort of across all the, the clubs and societies I, I would imagine they range but how much how many duck raids do you have how many times do you mm. do something mm-hmm. the Saturday? Mm-hmm. do you have to go to every event that they is that what they do they run events yeah do you so have to go to every one or how does that work they'll run events um i mean obviously you're the president of the so <laughs> i can only really speak from like what I'm part of um, but they'll run events they're optional you don't have to go um, I know for the Law Society it's a £5 membership so some you do have mm. to pay to join yeah. others are completely free um, but we run um, two balls every year as well so we do a charity ball and then the Law Society ball which is held in the Titanic Centre which is a really really nice event um, and that's open to everyone as well like you don't just have to be a member of the society mm. to go um, so it is it's up to the it's up to the board that is running Mm-hmm. The society, how many times they do stuff. So they might do, if you get a really good board, like they'll do two things a week. Some yeah. will do like one every two weeks. It yeah. just depends on like the busyness as well. Because you've got to remember, we're students as well. Like right, The people exactly. that are running it are students. So if they're busy, they're not going to find the time to, mm-hmm. to put stuff on. Totally, that makes sense. And, you know, as, as you said there, it'll vary from club or society, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. society how much time. Um, I mean, the sports clubs, imagine they've games every week. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, the rowing stuff, like yeah. team train about four they or five intense, times. I've like, heard. Yeah, like, that's crazy. Like they six are really a.m. Into rowing. Yeah, those guys are amazing athletes. They get up yeah. super Different early. Grade. Not that everybody doesn't get, it, but yeah, they're really early. I yeah, think. they'll be they'll be doing a. They'll, they'll be out in the lag and yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah, till eight. Yeah, with the rubber duck. So that's kind of clubs and societies it was one thing you can do outside of your studies mm. mm-hmm. you mentioned there um the homework club yeah and that we talked about the future ready award and there's other kind of volunteering or part-time jobs mm-hmm. you can do mm-hmm. the queens allow you mm-hmm. to do any of you guys done any of those yeah so i work for ahss as a gb ambassador um, so again just for those that don't know that's the faculty of arts humanities and social, social sciences. sciences yeah um, um queens is split up into three faculties so the this the law course sits within AHSS. So. Yeah, so there's five schools in AHSS. Law is one of them. And I've worked for them since first year, actually. I just went mm. to, because obviously we were in lockdown, they ran a, an event just to sort of check on us, make sure we were all okay. Um, the GB team, centrally. Yeah. Um, and they sort of recruited a couple of us just to be like, come on, come on, be an ambassador for yeah, us. So like, an ambassador yeah, for yeah, the school. For and the for school. The faculty, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've loved it. It's been great. Um, what sort of stuff do you do? As oh, an ambassador? God, so much. Um, work open days. I'll do yeah. mailings. So if you have received any care packages, like we heard, I packed those. Yeah. <laughs> um, the postcards, the Christmas cards we send out, all of those sorts of things. Christmas cards? Yeah, I get Christmas oh, cards. Like we send Christmas you chocolate. Cards? We send you fudge. It's great. Um, and I've sort of worked my way up now to sort 
of be the lead mm. ambassador um, for every, like for GSS, which has been fantastic. And you get paid as well, which yeah. is really nice. So that's the best part. Yeah, yeah, that's the best part. Like it is, it is good. And the flexibility of the hours sort of, even today, like an email was just sent around being like, hey, is anyone available to do this? And it's like, yeah, I yeah. am. And if you're not, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, And that is good. And exactly what you described earlier, because you're so busy studying, mm-hmm. you're busy doing your clubs and societies and other things, you need that bit of flexibility mm-hmm. with work. Um, so it's great that you have those opportunities. Anything you've done, Tim? That I kind of do the same thing. I'm not like an official ambassador. I'm kind of just like an independent contractor, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you call them. Um, but I just get the odd email um, from my faculty anyway. There's an open day here. We need people. Anyone want to do it? And I'll be like, I'm afraid it's Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, will I get up at nine o'clock this Saturday? Mm, yeah. uh, maybe. <laughs> there's, free, there's free lunch. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Type yeah. thing. So there's the, free lunch yeah. and you're getting paid. Oh, yeah. Down. There's like open days or like tours or like UCAS events, even mm-hmm. just talking yes. to students about busy yeah. stuff like this. And like, and I suppose yeah. the work involved in that is just talking about your experience. Your experience yeah. That's talking it. about the course. So it, yeah. it is pretty chill. It's not yeah. tasking. Like, it is just. It's, nice. it's important. Yeah. It's important work for the mm. university, yeah. and it gives you guys the opportunity to chat to people. So much put on your CV as well. Something yeah. on your CV. Engagement. No, yeah. Mm. Excellent. All Excellent. those keywords. I need to do that. I'll update <laughs> yeah. that LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Final thing is to kind of just touch briefly on outside of your studies. There, we hear students talk about being a course rep or a school rep. Just briefly, can you kind of describe what those roles are? Tim, you've been both, I think, isn't that right? I've been a module rep in first year, course rep second, and my current year, and I'm going to be the skill rep okay. for my school. We say triple ECS. Oh dear, I learned this off electronics and electrical engineering and computer science. You got it. One of the E's might be wrong. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's it. That's that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. it. Yeah, so module rep um, in first year was you're in charge of your module. Well, I say in charge, you just talk to your students, see if there's any issues or what they like or don't like about the subject. So you're the representative. Yeah. So then you feed back into... you feeding back to senior lecturers. Yeah, so there's these things called SVCs, um, Student Voice Committee. So lecturers and like heads of schools and all your reps are there. So I think twice every semester, you just go, if you have any feedback that wasn't resolved before, be like, can we have help doing this? Yeah. This is what the students feel like. So you've got... So module rep, course rep and school rep is basically just one step up on yeah. how much you like you're looking after they're pretty similar jobs so it's it's having a voice for the students feeding mm. back to your lectures about specific modules about the wider school yeah and then um for the for the course as well yeah so that's really interesting it's good that you have that opportunity so if you know if you're studying something at queen's and you feel like you maybe need a bit of extra support or you're not sure how to do something go to your your school mm. rep your course rep and they can uh, relay that to the to the lectures that's good now, for some people watching this, listening to this, they'll know Belfast, they've been to Belfast. Mm-hmm. Others may be like yourself, coming from um, Great Britain. Belfast itself, what's it like as a city for students? Do you love it? Do you feel safe? Mm-hmm. Tell me about your experience of being in Belfast. So my granddad's originally from Belfast, so I had been over um, before I sort of started looking at applying to university. Um, and I love the city because it's... I'm from a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere, right near the sea. Like, mm-hmm. I don't come from a city at all. And I find here not to be like London, which is yeah. I hate. Like, I can't deal with built-up big cities. So I sort of always like in Belfast to a good mix between Newcastle and York. So it's got, like, 
the history, the culture, yeah. but it is sort of still a city. Um, it's not too big, which is nice. You can sort of get everywhere in about 20 minutes on foot. Um, mm. Like to walk from the main Lanyon building, sorry, all the way down to town, it probably only takes about 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, and there is a train as well that runs centrally down there and the bus as well, yeah. Um, but I, I love Belfast. I feel so safe here. I mean, I've lived here for three years now, so it is sort of like a second home. And my mum mm. hates when I say that. I'm like, oh, I'm going home. She's like, no, you're not. It's not, <laughs> it's not your home. This is your home. I'm like, no, mum, it is my home. Um, but I love it. Um, I'm really sad I'm moving back home to do my postgrad. So I'm going to be really sad to leave, yeah. yeah. No, that's good. I love that you had that experience because the perception sometimes is, you know, that obviously Belfast has a, has a troubled past. Yeah. But, you know, mm. we've moved forward from that. 100%. And it's, you know, students I don't want to put words in your mouth but you would feel safe in the oh city, yeah I like. feel so safe like my mum that was one of the reasons my mum and dad were like yeah we're because when I first mentioned it they were like absolutely not like you're not on our doorstep what if something happens yeah. mm-hmm. obviously with the troubled history my granddad living through that as well my dad's got quite a had a perception of Belfast yeah. um which is quite hard to shift but I think the modern student body and yeah. I'm sure you see this in yourself we're we're very open we're very accepting um 24 hour security at elms as well is really helpful that really settled my parents minds um we also have a partnership i think it's with value cabs um just in case of emergencies the university has yeah. a partnership with them um just in case you find yourself in a situation that you need to get out of totally. but overall like i know i've had limited interactions with people that have been like oh this happened like last week like yeah. and even if something has I've never heard a bad story about the students' union or the wellbeing team handling it. Yeah. Everyone would be very open to somebody coming forward. And I mean, it's not to say that every city in the world has, has issues, yeah. 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 issues yeah. but it's not like Belfast is particularly worse. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, you know where to go and you know where to not go yeah. kind of thing. Like, you know, not to walk through certain places really late at night. Students, the kind of perceptions, maybe we should have had this as a myth, but like students are poor, poor students. <gasps> So you need you need a bit of extra money. You need to find cheap things to yeah. do. Are there cheap things to do in Belfast? Is like, is it cheap to be here? Ridiculously, I mean, yeah, ridiculously. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculously like cheap. even living like compared to other cities, like rent is so much cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and like for cheap things to do, I, I do just like the societies because most of the events are free. Mm-hmm. So that's literally, and um, they give you free food. Yeah. And, like, Anything so with free food, I'm there. You don't have to buy lunch <laughs> and you get to do something fun. Yeah. yeah. That's great. It is. I mean, I think it's one of the cheapest places to live in the whole of the UK, mm-hmm. Belfast. Um, I noticed a difference I moving... I can verify that's true. Oh, good. Lowest cost of living for students. Lowest cost of living for students. There you go then. Oh, it is. Yeah. So it is It is great. Um, You do end up with a little bit extra in your pocket and sort of mm. even like rent, like second year rent. Um, even first year sort of paying for, for accommodation. I was paying, I think it's gone up since I was living there, but mm. I was paying just below £150 a week. And some yeah. of my friends that were living in sort of Newcastle or um, Leeds University were paying like nearly 300 a week. Yeah. So it is massively different. And I now pay about 320 a month. I share a house now. Yeah. And people are paying back at home like 500 quid yeah. and like their weekly shops come into like 90 pounds and mine's about 40 it's like mm-hmm. it is no. massively cheaper to live over here that's uh, it's good to hear that experience because we do we do tell people that but it, yeah. it's you guys that are living it right Not. now so you can even sort of things like in first year we got a covid payment just because mm-hmm. like purely for the inconvenience of covid and i got like we got a, a good amount of yeah. money from yeah. that and we, when i went home i was like oh did you get this and they're like 
pardon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, what yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> the university was so good at supporting students at that time. Yeah. And then yeah. support in general. They're, Even they're now very... the cost of living crisis, like we have received support. We've got a free pantry open in the students' union mm-hmm. where you can That's just great. go and get like three items every day. Like My friend works there and I swear he lives there. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. I, every time I walk past, he's just in there. I'm like, is this where you live? Yeah, never like, buying yeah, rice, yeah. never buying yeah. pasta again, never buying toilet roll again. Like they have everything in there. It's That's great. so good. It, it offers that support. As uh-huh. I suppose then in the wider city, you know, Belfast, it isn't as big as London. We've described mm-hmm. that it isn't as big as maybe Leeds or Manchester. Mm-hmm. But there's still loads of stuff to do. Like I'm a big fan of going to music gigs. Mm-hmm. And I remember years ago, you're always kind of having to get a flight over to yeah. the CRs, but they're all coming here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always stick it on right at the end. They're always <laughs> yeah. like the last two days is Belfast. Like. I know. Like, yeah, we'll nip over yeah it's like, oh God, yeah. we forgot about Belfast. Yeah, yeah let's go. <laughs> Have you been to any gigs or anything recently? Yeah, I um, went to one two door cinema club. I don't know if oh, you know yeah, them. They're, um, they're from Banger, actually. Was that, was that in the Empire? Um, no, in Telegraph. Yeah, Telegraph okay. building. Yeah. 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 I tried to get tickets for that and couldn't. Oh. <laughs> but no. So yeah, they, they do have people coming over. And then I suppose for sporting events as well. Mm. So much. Like Ulster Rugby. Mm-hmm. Um, There's the Giants, the, the ice hockey the team. Giants, yeah. The, the football teams mm-hmm. play here. Honestly, Belfast is such a evolving Even city. then, like when you look at it, the ticket prices, are, I always find are really cheap. Mm. I remember going to um, the Grand Opera House, which is the theatre in the town, to, I think I was seeing like Heather's or Six or something. And a ticket price, I was like 15 quid. And in London, they're charging like 60, 70 pounds, yeah. that sort of thing. But like I've seen, I saw the 1975 in January over at the SSA. I'm seeing um, Phil Wang, the comedian, on Sunday um, at Ulster Hall. So like there is a good comedy scene here as well. Yeah, if you're not really into good. music, the Queen's com- Comedy. Yeah, Queen's Comedy, Lavery's Comedy Club, absolutely amazing. Like there are so many I've things. I've seen a few comedians. There's lots of good local comedians mm-hmm. around. A few of them are starting to play in the Mandela Hall yes. as well, which yeah. is the, within Queen's facility. So yeah, there's great stuff to do outside of that. Um, for those that maybe aren't into sport, music, cultural stuff, I personally love the Crum and Road Jail. Yeah. It's so great. for those that don't know, it's it, it was an actual jail mm-hmm. and it kinda depicts the historical past of Northern Ireland. Mm-hmm. So you can go in there and find out about our political history and past. And it's just such an interesting tour and place to go. Any other places like that that you guys have been? Belfast itself is so steeped in culture that you mm. can't sort of go around a corner and like culture's just not shouting in your face yeah. kind of thing. Like there's so much stuff to do. Like I would recommend as soon as you come over um, in that sort of week or couple of days that you move in when your mum and dad are here do the bus tour yeah, like that's written. the best thing to do because it takes you literally all over the city gives you a really brief introduction of the history because I think it's really important to know it as yeah. well especially like someone that's not from here um, it is kind of important just to get a little bit of a background even things like the Black Cab Tours the Ulster Museum is mm-hmm. like it's should be on campus basically it, yeah. it is yeah. on campus it's literally yeah. like if there's one gate between campus and the Ulster Museum and that is free entry yeah free entry there. great there's a really good exhibition on there at the moment for the 25 years of the Good, good Friday, Friday Agreement, Agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, and they change all the time and the Troubles section in there is really good as well just for a bit more history um, but culturally I love um, St George's Street Market in mm-hmm. town I find that really like it's just like sort of stepping back a little bit but it is very modern yeah. loads of good vendors the St George's Market, uh, local traders would yeah. go there mm-hmm. and they kind of um, try and sell yeah. or showcase their local products. Yeah. So you have like P 
painters or people making kind of bespoke food. Yeah. Or, it's a really mm. great place to go. I love going there. And sometimes yeah. there are even events on, like sometimes like they bring Stinkle Young Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. And it's like skill, like skill kids trying to start up businesses yeah. and they have like stalls there just showcasing their business and you can visit them and they sometimes have conferences there i think mm. digital dna was there last year and there's yeah, always a something on loads yeah of stuff there's always do. something on because it's and it's small enough as well that you can walk everywhere mm. like yeah. I, when i went to see the 1975 in january i was like on a train for like five minutes and normally my closest arena at home is in newcastle which is an hour and 20 minutes yeah. away oh. from me so it's like it's nice just to be able to walk like totally, totally. um you mentioned earlier about of support that you feel really supported at the university and we do have loads of support services mm-hmm. here based in our new students union building one elmwood so i just want to talk about we about a couple of those firstly the career service time i know you've used that service mm. it's the careers employability and skills service is the kind of the title and um, what sort of things have you utilized uh, mm. out of that service yeah so i've done like mock interviews with them and um, yeah. them checking our cvs saying oh they just left out this we add this in or like video like one-to-one chats and just being like oh what do i do at this interview or like how should i apply for this stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. just just a chat like nothing too formal just if you need any advice of careers or you don't know how to do something they're just there to book in slots to send yeah so you, yeah you can actively go and seek yeah. them out and they'll give you that support and it's so good to think about that because yes everyone's coming to uni to study they're mm-hmm. coming to have a bit of crack, join clubs and societies. Ultimately, you guys are here to find employment and yeah. something you, you enjoy. Yeah. So having that career service there that have all those CV writing um, skills, interview skills, mm-hmm. they'll help you find placements, they'll help you with those global opportunities, the study mm-hmm. abroad programs we talked about. So having all of that right on your doorstep is just so, so important. Other services that the student union have are disability services. So if any of our students have a disability at any level, they're there to, to offer them help and support with a wellbeing service. Any mm-hmm. of you guys use the, the wellbeing service? I've used the wellbeing service, um, mainly really just through first year, just because it was such a, a turbulent time. Um, but I suffer with quite bad anxiety, and like I'm quite open about that. Um, and it is just something there. Like It's nice just to know that they're yeah. there, and there's just drop-in sessions. What's really amazing is that the wellbeing team have a representative that live well not doesn't live in but works from the first year accommodation so they're there 24 7 pretty much always answering their emails they were great when we sort of inevitably all got covid and had to isolate yeah um which is difficult to do when you're so far away from home um but even sort of they're there if you're concerned about a friend if somebody's not showing up to class and you don't know why like if you think there's something going on with somebody else's mental health and you just want them to check up on them they're great for that as well so it's not just all about you they're there to look out for other people that you're also concerned about amazing no that's really good to, ha- to have that yeah. service there and i actually hadn't realized you can kind of i mean i don't know why i wouldn't think that you can kind of refer a friend and... yeah and i think that's what's nice because sometimes it's difficult to sit down with somebody and have a conversation and be like hi you're not okay yeah whereas if you just email them being like look i'm a bit worried about so-and-so like do you mind and they won't just be like oh Erin's emailed me about you and they say you're not very well like they'll just email being like hi we've got a drop-in session next Tuesday do you fancy coming along like or just even chucking them a bit extra support like just checking in on them in class I've never felt left behind like even if it was a new thing to me or to somebody else being like actually I might be struggling a little bit here Mm. or um I maybe need a bit of extra support because of the stress of uni because it it does get stressful yeah um they're there and they're great and it you don't even have to meet with them face to face if you don't want to it can all just be exchanged like via teams or on emails 
The other service, just to, to touch on before we finish, is the learning development service. So that's for students that maybe are struggling a wee bit academically. Um, that transition from having your uniform on and the bell rings yeah. and set school classes to... Having to pick what to wear. Not having a class until two o'clock in the afternoon, not yeah, so, to do in your morning. <laughs> so like managing the workload around yeah. that when you've had such structured time at school, the learning development service are there to help you and mm-hmm. support you through that and they do various workshops. So again, having all that support is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to hear that you guys have used those services. Yeah. And you've really I think it's from... important to use the services. They're there, they're free. Like, why Something that's important is that I think I've been getting emails recently about SU advice and how you can just book in drop-in sessions. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying it's it's very broad. It's like the thing at Stratton Careers, but like say it's just any advice, like mm-hmm. say housing advice or like financial advice, just yeah. anything that you want to chat to someone about, mm-hmm. you can just book in a session. Yeah, they're great for it. that with sort of finances, housing, if you're having issues with sort of your landlord mm-hmm. or... Because um, the students' union runs independently from the university. People always get really confused about that. Yeah. So it isn't actually part of the university itself. It runs independently, but sort of alongside. Mm. And they're great for sort of fixing little problems or lobbying for certain things, like the cost of living crisis when we all got a bit of a chunk of money towards yeah. that. Like, they are great and are it's students. nice. They're, yeah, they're, they're students themselves. For, for the students, exactly, yeah. so they're students themselves and they know what we're going through. And, you know, sometimes finances are a bit, a bit tight if you've spent all your student loan right mm-hmm. at the beginning of getting it um so there it's really handy that they are there and like you know that they're there as well totally mm. and thanks for mentioning that time because that's important to note this the the services we talked about there are individual services but then the students union have an advice service separate mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. like you say that will answer any general queries, queries you have about anything yeah. so the support is totally there for you brilliant guys thank you um we'll finish up now and can we kind of sum up your student experience? Mm-hmm. We talked about maybe doing like a sentence, but I'm going to do a yeah. few words. Okay. <laughs> I like the words idea first. Tim, okay. you're like, oh, I don't oh. want the words. Not the words. Let's go three to five words. Okay. Or, or small phrases to sum up your student experience. You go first. Oh, what about, what about like, I do one word, you do one okay, word. Okay, like okay, that. okay. Yeah, let's do that. So you have to um, five in total. Okay. I'm going to say challenging because it mm. ha- it was challenging. It is a big jump. It's different. Um, but it's sort of like embracing that challenge and running with it and it making it your own, definitely. And I think I've come off pretty okay. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> For like a better word, maybe customizable in a way that you can just choose what you want your uni experience to be. Mm-hmm. Like my uni experience could be completely different from someone else doing the exact same course, doing the exact same yeah. classes as me. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter that we're just in the same course. They might be completely different yeah. depending on what you want to do. We'll give you the last word here, Aaron. Okay. Just... I'm going to go, I'll just going to go for enjoyable then because mm. it has been enjoyable. I'm so sad that I'm leaving really soon, like graduating this summer. It's, I'm going to cry a lot, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> but it is, it's a fantastic university and I hope you have come across to see it. Like the people that are listening to this. Um, and if you haven't, please do. Yeah. It's so beneficial to come across and actually look at the campus, get a feel for it because until I came over, I was sort of still on the fence Um, get a feel for the modules, all that. But I've absolutely loved my time here. And I think yeah. Tim can say the same like it'll be sorely missed but it has been fabulous amazing guys thank you so much for joining us Um, that's been hopefully really helpful for our viewers or our listeners Um, and if you want any more information about what we've talked about today you can email myself and I'll get it through to the guys so it's studentrecruitment at qub.ac.uk hopefully you find that helpful thank you so much for listening thanks again to our guests thank you we'll give ourselves a wee round of applause there well done Um, and Hopefully you'll be able to join us on the next Life at the Lanyon podcast.